Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Hi, welcome to Talking Timber. My name is Diane Mettler. I'm your host and the Executive Director of the Pacific Logging Congress. This is our second episode with Jill Bell. She's the Operations Manager at Warehouser, and she's going to be talking to us about the National Forest Products Week. In the meantime, we want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress for making this podcast possible. If you don't know about the great things these two organizations are doing, check them out online, www.pacificloggingcongress.org and www.pacificforestfoundation.org. Their mission is to provide sound technical education about the forest industry. The Pacific Forest Foundation also provides thousands of dollars in scholarship every year. In 2020, they gave over $21,000 in scholarships. If you want to learn more or to donate, please visit www.pacificforestfoundation.org. Okay, on to our conversation with Jill Bell. So digging in... Digging into the history here of what National Forest Products Week is, it turns out that this year, this year, 2020, is the 60th annual Forest Products Week. So the history dates back to September 13th, 1960, when Congress passed a joint resolution providing for the establishment of an annual National Forest Products Week to be held each year on the week beginning the third Sunday in October. And President Eisenhower signed the first proclamation two days later, calling on the people of the United States to observe the week beginning October 16, 1960, as National Forest Products Week with activities and ceremonies designed to focus the attention on the importance of our forests and the forest products to the nation's economy and welfare. So that kind of stood out to me. I had no clue there was a National Forest Products Week. So I had no clue there was a National Forest Products Week. And it was kind of exciting to dive into that history and learn a little bit more about it, educate myself, and then recognizing that it's been going on for 60 years was was pretty impressive to me. I guess maybe other people within the industry are aware that it happens But to me, just reading through a little bit more of of the proclamation, it talks about, uh, whereas the beginning of our nation's founding, the forest and its products have provided a core living and freedom, touching and inspiring each citizen with majestic beauty and practical use. And it also goes on to talk about our, uh, whereas our Only renewable resource, wood, offers the availability and abundance to satisfy the nation's ever-growing demands, and through modern forestry, we can be assured of a continuous supply of timber for the future. Mm. So that that kind of uh, stuck with me when I had realized kind of the importance of, of National Forest Products Week. So this is something that's celebrated all over the nation, not just here. It is. Yep. It's celebrated all over the nation, believe it or not. And if you dive into Google a little bit, you'll uh, learn a little bit more about some of the activities and some of the stuff um, that does happen across the U.S. Wow. Cool. And so how do you guys get involved in it, the Oregon Women in Timber? 
So Oregon Women in Timber has been doing a Forest Products Month celebration. So just to be clear, National Forest Products Week is just the third week in October. Mm -hmm. Oregon Women in Timber uh, treats it as a whole month. And so it has been interesting to learn that over the course of of the years, Oregon Women in Timber have been doing quite a bit with Forest Products Month. Our Union County chapter has been the longest running with the Forest Products Month activities, and they had been doing radio ads. They had been doing um, a school packets to teachers um, that was a packet of O-free material. And I think a few other things, including as part of the radio ads, they were doing some trivia and they would give away a few cords of firewood over the course of the oh. month. So what uh, what was something going on in Union County, Lane County decided to... Um, kind of extend that last year and decide to do Lane County events. So it was our first year last year for Lane County. We had tackled a whole series of projects. We probably going to forget something, but we had done the radio ads. We had done uh, Forest Fact Friday giveaways on the radio. We had done a social media campaign, um, a a mill tour, two mill tours actually to a university of Oregon target audience. And we did, we also did O-free materials to fourth grade classes in Lane County, some specific fourth grade classes down there. I know I'm missing something. And and O-free stands for? The Oregon Forest Resources Institute, they have awesome educational materials that's free. And so we just uh, ordered the stuff up. We provided them in uh, kits for each of the school or each of the teachers based on how many students were in their classes and hand delivered them. So they had them there at their schools for them. And so did you get a response back on all your efforts from last year? We did. So Union County and Lane County would have been the two chapters that did stuff last uh, last year. So 2019, we had a very positive response back, just overwhelming that people were excited about hearing our our radio ads in Lane County. Uh, you know, there's not a, a lot of pro forestry stuff necessarily happening down there. And so I think the industry people were excited to hear our radio ads. Um, and just an overwhelming response also from the tour we had done down there with the University of Oregon, yeah, University of Oregon students, um, just real positive and the connections we had made and just getting people out and um, hearing and seeing a little bit more was impactful. Cool. What was on the radio ads and what kind of things so, did you bring up? We had, um, there was five specific ones and I'm probably going to draw a blank here. One was on the Forest Practices Act. A lot of people don't realize the Forest Practices Act exists. Mm-hmm. One was on uh, the careers within the forest products industry within Oregon, which is around 61,000, I believe. Uh, we did one on carbon carbon storage and I believe streams and I drawn a blank on what the other one okay. was, but it was just some basic concepts so, yeah, that we kind of brought out. Cross section yeah. of a lot of things there. Yeah. Yep. So this year we actually have um, five chapters doing uh, forest products month activities. Yeah, we're, we're growing and it, it kind of took off. So it was pretty exciting. So our Clatsop County chapter did radio ads and they are also managing our uh, social media giveaways. We're doing giveaways both on Instagram and Facebook every Friday. So Clatsop County took that on. Our Coos County is doing radio ads and they're also doing a Forest Fact Friday giveaway on the radio station. Uh, Douglas County is real similar doing radio ads, Forest Fact Friday giveaways. Uh, It sounds like some of their members are also going to go on some local uh, radio talk shows down there. So I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. Lane County, we had high hopes for what we were going to be able to do. But with the pandemic, we 
we had to scale back and change a little bit. So we did take on radio ads again. Uh, those are getting aired on a couple stations down in Lane County. We did Forest Fact Friday giveaways again on the radio station down there. Uh, in lieu of the teacher packets, which I did, I did prepare. They are they're sitting here with me now. Um, <laughs> since we can't hand them out, I did send out an email to the teachers with the links to all of the information where they can download it if oh, they okay. want to use it electronically since it's the O-free material still. Okay. Um, we are also doing a forest tour in conjunction with forests today and forever. So instead of a mill tour, which uh, due to restrictions, we weren't going to try to go into a mill, but we did have the opportunity to do a forest tour and, um, Force Today and Forever had asked about partnering with us on the tour, and we absolutely said yes. We're super excited about so, that. Um, who, who goes on the tour? It's open to the general public. Okay. So it looks like we currently have 13 people signed up. It, it's tomorrow as we're recording this. It's it's the 17th is when we're when the tour is. It ha, It's just open to the general public, and it looked like we had 13 people, and I think we were able to have up to 20. So I was pretty excited about the turnout. And it looks like it's going to be good weather too, so I'm excited. Oh, great. That's it. And I, I, out of sheer curiosity, what do you give away on Friday back giveaways? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. We give away a lot of stuff. So um, I guess just wrapping up that real quick, our Union County chapters doing radio okay. ads and Force Back Friday giveaways too. Um, okay. They are giving away a quart of firewood a week. So they're, oh. they're tri it's trivia for them. You call in weekly and answer the trivia question and then your name goes in for a drawing of a quart of firewood uh, split and delivered. So Holy I think yeah. that's a pretty awesome prize. Yeah. Um, Lane County, knowing our audience is a little bit different, we are giving away annual annual Lane County Park passes okay. in addition to Cabela's gift card and then some Owit swag. Um, there's some Oregon Logging Conference swag that ended up in them too. Just um, some miscellaneous stuff in there, but the, the prize pack's really centered around uh, the park passes okay. and the Cabela's gift card. Nice. I, I think both well, I shouldn't say both Coos and Douglas. I think Douglas had a pizza gift certificate and some other miscellaneous swag that they had compiled in addition to Coos County. I think they had something similar that they did some mugs and some different stuff into theirs. So um, kind of across the board uh, stuff targeted at our different audiences and our different communities. Oh, nice. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last Thing to add that we're doing our activities this year. We're definitely working on promoting through the trees, uh, through our social media, and obviously supporting the process as a whole since we've been on the organization committee. Uh, we have members weekly going on the Talking Forest podcast with Kendra Burns. Mm -hmm. I had reached out to her to see if she was interested in doing anything with us. And surprisingly, she said, how about we do one member a week? That's great. So we've uh, yeah, we've got members from all across the state, which is exciting to see and hear the different stories of the women from different parts of the timber industry from across the state. So uh, Union County, Douglas County, Coos and Lane County all are participating on that podcast. It seems like it's grown so fast so it, quickly here. It has. It has. If I had to estimate last year, we were probably around 90 members. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what we're up to now. It's got to be well over 100 at this point, um, but I haven't checked the membership list recently to see exactly where we're at. But yeah, you're definitely right. We have been growing. I think um, as we started to gain momentum in Lane County, it kind of attracted people in other areas to want to start doing things. And it, it's been awesome to see because again, our, our communities are so different from Union County to Lane County to Clatsop, um, kind of across the board. 
Um, and I guess the last thing I was going to put yeah. in a plug for was uh, we're doing a series of videos on our YouTube channel, which is newer to us, but we're going to start doing more efforts on there. We're doing a series of videos called women who know the woods. Nice. So we're again, one member a week with the videos going up on there. So we had uh, some Lane County members who are interested in tackling that project and they've been doing a good job on it. What's, what's your uh, YouTube channel name? Or? It, it is just Oregon women in timber. Okay. We can yep. find it. We don't easily. have a lot on. Yep. We don't have a lot on there yet, but our plan is, is to continue growing it in the future. And so if I listen to this and would love to get involved, how would I go about doing that? So I'm thinking there's a couple different ways just in general for getting involved with National Forest Products Week as I was uh, thinking about involvement for that. One of the best things people can do is truly promote the industry, promote themselves, promote their careers. However you go about doing that, if that's getting out and talking with people or if it's doing it via social media, any way that you can encourage people and just promote the industry in a positive way. People you know, don't always hear and see what we do and we aren't always people that always speak up. So anything we can do and social media is a great way. And if people are interested in, in doing stuff on their social media for Forest Products Week, they can use the hashtag Forest Products Week. That is the one that's being used nationally for, okay. for everything that's happening. Um, one of my other thoughts would be if people are so inclined to write some letters to their local uh, newspapers, letter, letters to the editors, okay. to their local newspapers, uh, get some positive communication out there make people aware of National Forest Products Week, right? As I was stating, I've, I've been in the industry for a long time and didn't know it existed. Um, get get that out there so people are, are hearing and seeing. Um, one other great way would be to encourage students to participate in Through the Trees or, you know, participate in an interview for a student in that. Okay. Um, be another great way to get involved. Um as far as getting involved with OWIT's forest product stuff, uh, you could definitely make sure and call in to any of the radio trivia, any of the Forest Fact Friday giveaways, um, and enter the contests. Uh, get on our social media and kind of participate through there also. That would definitely be a, a way people can support it. Hi, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress. As I mentioned, their mission is to provide sound technical education about the forest industry. This year, the Pacific Logging Congress will be holding a virtual auction on December 16th. Check out some of the great auction items by visiting www.pacificloggingcongress.org. Also, we want to thank our sponsors. Timberwest Magazine and Logging and Sawmilling Journal. You can subscribe free to both industry magazines by just going to www.forestnet.com. Okay, back to Jill. So I know you speak to a lot of folks about the forest industry. Um, is there any topics that people um, are most surprised to hear about the forest, forest industry? Is there something that, you know, you find over and over again when you tell the story? Yeah. Folks are, wow. Um, I think one of them, I, and I think this message is getting out there more, but it's the Forest Practices Act for the private forests within the state of Oregon. People just think we're out running amok, and that, that's not the case. Okay. Our laws have been in place for a long time. They're science-based, and they continue to get evaluated and updated. And I think talking through that to make sure people do know that we have laws and that we have very strict laws that we follow out there has been one of the key things. Okay. I When yeah. I bring up replanting, people just... Yeah, have never made that connection that 
the forest industry yeah. was also replanting the trees. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's one. And I think protection around streams when you talk clean, clean water also uh, becomes a priority for them too. And so just letting them know exactly what it means to leave a stream buffer, uh, different classifications of streams, how many trees have to get left yeah. and that kind of stuff. It, it's eye opening for them to understand that there's a lot that goes into the the process. Yeah, yeah. you're busy. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. I know. But, you know, I, I should put the challenge out there to anybody who has ideas for Forest Products Week or other ways to promote forest products that this is our celebration and we should be excited about it. So if people have other ideas, you know, move forward with it. If there's something you can do as an individual or as an organization, it's a great opportunity to tell our stories and to promote ourselves. This is our celebration mm-hmm. that the president is going to sign that proclamation for. So we need to take full advantage of it. Yeah, this is great. So, um, and if I was thinking about actually joining, um, Oregon women in timber, how would I maybe, would I reach out to the, yeah. go to the website or how would I go? Go, yep. Go to the website, uh, or wit, O-R-W-I-T.org. Uh, email address is also, or, or excuse me, it's info, I-N-F-O at orwit.org. That's the best way to kind of reach out to us and contact us or via social media, Facebook and Instagram. We're starting to get active on Twitter also, which has been a little bit newer to us this year. But those are the best ways. Uh, Reach out to us. We can let you know if there's a chapter in your area. If there's not, we would be happy to work with you on starting a chapter I think people are, maybe people are, aren't aware, but we now, I think, are up to six chapters. We have Union, Lane, Douglas, Coos, Clatsop, and we now have what we're referring to as our landing chapter, which is our Salem area chapter that kind of covers Yamhill, Polk, and Marion counties. There's still counties to be... I know, right? Yeah, there's, there's still there's room. There's a lot more counties. Yep, yep. It's been a little bit of a slow process to get new chapters started just because of the, the pandemic stuff going on. But we've been having a lot of Zoom meetings and continuing to progress with our stuff. So, Well, I can say personally, I was across, I was at a conference and I had a booth across from an OWIT chapter. And that was the funnest group in the whole place. So, um, Oh, awesome. And they had awesome. trees for everybody and... And it was just a really, really fun group. So I would recommend to anybody. So. Yeah. And it's so interesting because our name is Oregon Women in Timber, but you don't even have to work in the industry or be part of the industry. You just have to be passionate about forestry and communicating our story, really. So anybody can join. Um, Men, women, people of all ages can definitely join. It is free for students. So anybody who's a student in high school or college, it's free membership. Uh, just come come join us and be part of it. I think one of the amazing things about the organization has been connecting with women yeah. across the state and with different backgrounds that I never would have previously met. And it's just, it's been impressive to build such a network of people that I, I now have as contacts. So it's been exciting. Now this is great. So um, after the National Forest Products Month and which um, will wind down here in the fall, what is kind of yep. your next project? Well, I guess I'll take the opportunity to plug the next project. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. We have been working on this concept of a subscription service from Conifer. Conifer is our mascot. So what we have currently developed is it's called Conifer Connections, and we're starting it out as kind of a one-time newsletter and project kit that will be tied to Christmas. So the subscription service is up on the website now. It's $10 and you can purchase it. There's two different categories, um, 
a younger group and then an older group. I don't remember specifically what the ages are. Okay. So the subscription service, we've got two different age groups. So we were trying to, uh, we, well, we recognize that kids of all ages aren't going to just, um, be able to do one, one newsletter. We're trying to target different age groups though. The adventurers are uh, three to six years old and the questers are seven to 12 years old. And again, this is a one-time thing for right now, just to see how it goes. It's $10 and it's going to come with a newsletter with a bunch of activities. Um, and I believe it also is going to come with a, um, kind of a a hands-on activity of something that they're going to be able to do. So it's going to come in a package. So um, we're going to see how this goes. It was a a concept that kind of came from the idea that kids are in front of screens all the times. And what could we do to get them away from the screen? So what about if they had something tangible that came in the mail, a letter from Connie Fur and some activities from Connie Fur, something that encouraged them to kind of go outside and do other things. And so that's kind of where this stemmed from. And it uh, developed into this Connie Fur Connections. And we're hoping it's going to take off and maybe make it into a quarterly subscription service. Okay. But for right now, we're kind of just testing the waters um, for Christmas. So if you're interested, you can go to our website and from our shop. Uh, it says Connie for connections and you can go in there and purchase. Um, and I'm excited to purchase, uh, purchase a few of them for the kids in my life for Christmas. Yeah, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go there too. Hey, that, um, that's also just seems like it's ideal while everybody's stuck home homeschooling to have something yes. that's a little, yeah, a little different. Education not stuff and, yep, exactly. And, and that was the thought is we, we understand that that's the way society's going. Right. But it, it still doesn't, uh, doesn't mean kids can't get away from a computer, uh, computer screen for a little bit and do something else. Oh, so. Great. Yeah, hopefully that'll be entertaining and we'll see if that picks up. We kind of have some other concepts about what we'd like to continue doing with it, but just needed to test the waters to see if it was something people were interested in or not. And this doesn't have to have to be someone just from Oregon then who can No, no. Nope. Yeah, it, it could go anywhere. So definitely if there's people out of state that are interested, we're happy to mail it to you guys okay. too. Perfect an out-of-state person so great <laughs> yeah yeah no we're happy to mail stuff up to washington or anywhere within the u.s okay. so definitely great That's yeah yeah so after that i'm not sure we'll kind of see what pandemic stuff looks like but we're definitely continuing to brainstorm and develop other ideas uh, what we can do during pandemic and then what we can get back to doing just as soon as life get, gets get back, back to normal. normal yeah 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 so. yeah no this yeah. is great do you, yeah. Do you mind if I give a shout out to the sponsors from, oh. for our Forest Products Month? In fact, I will just ask you, can you give me some of the sponsors for your Forest Product Month? Yes, I would love to. We have been so lucky to have such great sponsors. A huge shout out to the Friends of Paul Bunyan Foundation, who uh, gave us a grant that helped fund the radio ads and other projects for all of our chapters. We had Warehouser Donate, uh, Douglas Timber Operators, the Oregon Small Woodlands Association of Lane County. Shout out to my mom, Laurel Smouse, who donated. Uh, My husband and I also donated. KPD Insurance, who is just an amazing supporter of OWIT, donated to us. Uh, Northwest Properties donated. Uh, Oregon Logging Conference. Seneca. We had David Montgomery and IFA Nurseries. Billiter Roads and Forestry down in the Coos County area, Hampton Lumber and Jam Browning up in Clatsop, and then Woodgrain and 1047 FM KCM in Union County donated. So wow. again, a lot of great, 
great sponsors. Yeah, we we always um, are so thankful for the people that are willing to help us out and sponsor our projects. And, so we we couldn't have done it without them. And who is it? Who was the poor guys who got to split all that wood? <laughs> no, it's somebody over in Union County. I don't exactly know who. I give them a shout out too, though. Thank you, guys. <laughs> They're out there splitting. Yeah, great. <laughs> no, this is fabulous. And just to kind of wind it up, the month starts when and ends when, just so people. Forest Products Month. It started October first, and it ends October thirty first okay. on Halloween. So if people are uh, wanting to celebrate for Forest Products Month, and Forest Products Week will be October eighteenth to October twenty fourth. So okay. make sure to get out and uh, spread the word and celebrate our week. It's it's about us and our contribution to the U.S. We want to thank Jill Bell for taking time out to talk to us about the National Forest Products Week. We also want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Logging Congress and the Pacific Forest Foundation. To learn more about either of these organizations and the great things they provide, just visit their websites, www.pacificloggingcongress.org and www.pacificforestfoundation.org. And thank you, too, to Timberwest Magazine and Logging and Sawmilling Journal for helping make this podcast possible. Until next time, take care.